The Skelly Oil Company presents Captain Midnight. Captain Midnight, brought to you three times each week by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. But now remember, tonight is Dad's night. And I surely hope lots of you fellas and girls have brought your dads along with you to hear tonight's exciting adventures of Captain Midnight. And I want to say this to you, Dad. You certainly have some sons and daughters to be mighty proud of. Why, if you could just see the hundreds of fine letters written by these young flight patrol members telling of their interests and aims and ambitions, you'd know why I say that. You can feel happy and proud that they have this consuming interest in aviation that's common to all the young friends of Captain Midnight. It's a wholesome interest for wide-awake young folks. It keeps their minds busy with worthwhile things, and their enthusiastic letters prove that they're getting a lot out of it. So again, I say, Dad, you have a lot to be proud of and thankful for in your wide-awake young aviation enthusiasts, the members of Captain Midnight's 1940 Flight Patrol. Now, I know they've been telling you a lot about Skelly Petroleum products and Skelly service for your car, too. Naturally, they like to see you patronize their friend, the Skelly Man, who helps to bring them this Captain Midnight program. But there's more to it than that. We'd like to have you patronize your Skelly Man, too, of course, but we want you to give him your business because you really feel he's giving you more for your money. We want you to find out what Skelly courtesy service means. We want you to find out that you get more than top-quality motor oil and gasoline and lubricants at your Skelly service station, more than expert lubrication service, more than guaranteed products and auto accessories. We want you to find out for yourself that it's a real pleasure to do business with your Skelly man, that there's complete satisfaction at the sign of the big letter S that stands for Skelly service. So stop in, won't you? Time now to have your car made ready for warmer weather driving. Your Skelly man knows exactly how to do it. Stop in and see him, and he'll appreciate it, I know, too, if you tell him you're the parent of a wide-awake young friend of Captain Midnight's. And now to Captain Midnight. Events are rapidly approaching a thrilling climax in Captain Midnight's attempt to rescue Chuck Ramsey and Frank Crane. Captain Midnight has arranged for a radio actor with a voice similar to his to talk to Ivan Shark at 12 o'clock that night, thus leading Ivan Shark to believe that Captain Midnight is still at Ridgeville Airport, over 2,000 miles away. As our scene opens now, we find Captain Midnight flying high over the wild country north of Reddington. Steve Donovan is in the co-pilot's seat beside him, and immediately behind them is Patsy Donovan. In seats further to the rear are the faithful old miners, Pinky Drake and Slim Pool. Listen as Steve asks... Where do you think we are now, Captain Midnight? Well, we're getting close to the first point from which Shark broadcast. We're certainly within 30 or 40 miles of it. Gosh, I don't see how you can tell where we are, Captain Midnight. I can't make out anything below. By the tarnation. It's like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Ah, uh, you couldn't find nothing anyhow, Pinky. If your head wasn't tied onto your body, you'd lose that. Says you. We've been flying on this course now about an hour. That ought to put us almost across the Peace River. I saw some water a little while ago, Captain Midnight. It was over to the east. It looked like an awfully big lake, too. Yes, Patsy, I noticed that. That's what makes me think we're right on our course. According to this map, that must have been what they call the Lesser Slave Lake. Yeah, that's right, Steve. I've seen it from the air before. Gosh, Captain Midnight, it must be getting pretty close to 12 o'clock. Don't forget, we've got to listen to Ivan Shark talk to you. Patsy, you mean talk to someone he thinks is Captain Midnight. Yes, that's what I mean. 
Won't it be exciting, Captain Midnight, to listen to a voice that sounds so much like yours that you can't tell the difference? Yes, Patsy, it will be. I just hope it accomplishes its purpose. You mean that Ivan Sharp won't get wise? Yes, Pinky, that's it in a nutshell. Well, it's eight minutes of twelve right now. We've got plenty of time yet. I was just thinking, Captain Midnight, we might be awfully close to where Ivan Sharp is broadcasting from. His voice should sound very loud, while the voice from Ridgeville would be very faint. Uh That's the way it'll work out, Patsy. As a matter of fact, we may be closer to Ivan Shark than we realize. Why, the great grizzly. What's that? What do you mean, Pinky? What do you see? I was looking out this here window on the left, and it seems like I see no light. Where, where was this light, Pinky? Uh, out this way, Captain Midnight. Uh, there. It seems like I see it now. Gosh, I don't see anything. Everything looks black below us. Uh, Taint down that way, Patsy. By the old hemlock. Maybe I'm a seeing things. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time. Wait a minute. Well, you're looking up in the sky, Pinky. Is that where you saw a light? Yeah, I had it, and now I lost it. No, I see what you was looking at, Pinky. There it is, up there in the sky. It's a star. (laughs) I see that star all right, but was that it, Pinky? I see that star, but I don't think that was it. Uh, Now, uh, look how far. I see it. Why, it looks like the taillight of an airplane. Now I see a green light. And there's a red light, too. That's right, Captain. We're looking at the navigation lights of an airplane. Yes, we are. Ship's off to our left and a little bit below us. We're going to dive down and see who that is. Jiminy Crickets, Captain Midnight. Our own navigation lights. They're off. Yes, Patsy, I switched them up. We're not going to take any chances. Great guns, look at that. Those lights. Why, they've disappeared. My gum, they sure have. I don't see a single thing down there. Those lights in the plane, too, have completely disappeared. What do we do now, Captain Midnight? I'm opening this throttle wide, Steve. We've got to find out who's flying that plane. Sure mighty darn funny he'd switch off them lights. Maybe he does for the same reason Captain Midnight switched out ours. Yes, I think you've hit it, Pinky. He must have seen us just after we saw him. He's probably coming toward us to find out who we are. I'll bet it's one of the planes from Reddington. That's just what I think, too, Patsy. Do you think we'd better radio a report in, Captain Midnight? Yes, I do, Steve. You make the call while I do the flying. Okay. Number one reporting. Lights of planes seen in air northwest of Lesser Slave Lake. Okay, number one. Okay, number one. Have you seen anything of that ship, Patsy? Not a sign, Captain Midnight. Mm. Straining my eyes as hard as I can, but I can't see any sign of it. Oh, I was hoping we might see the exhaust flames from his engine. Darned if it ain't dropped right out of sight. Why, George, I've just thought of something. What now, Steve? Well, if that ship was one of the planes from Reddington, it would have come over toward us to find out who we are. But it didn't. It must have died for the ground to get away from us. That's good reasoning, Steve. And if that ship isn't one of the planes that are helping in the search, it probably is the one ship in the world we want to find. The one flown by Ivan Shark. But what are we going to do, Captain Midnight? Is there any chance of finding the plane in this darkness? No, not much, Patsy. We'll get back on our course and follow out our original plan. And now we go back in time several minutes. Another plane, a powerful bimotored ship, is flying through the black night over that wild country. Ivan Shark is sitting at the controls, and beside him in the co pilot seat is his chief pilot, Gardo. Listen, as Gardo asks. We've gone pretty near far enough, haven't we, Chief? We'll continue on this course for eight minutes, Gardo. Then you will take the controls and make a wide circle while I call Captain Midnight. <laughs> Coming back to this point sure will fool Captain Midnight, all right. He won't know what to make of it. No, Gardo. We will have him completely puzzled. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that sure is a good one, Chief. Having Captain Midnight 2,000 miles away and puzzled at the same time. <laughs> it's too good to be true. He may not be 2,000 miles away, Gardo. 
but we will know that in a little while. Yeah, it's only about eight minutes till we hear his voice, and then you'll get the reports from your listening post in a half hour after that. Yes, Cardo. And this time... Hey, hey, what's that? Huh? What, Cardo? What do you see? Above us, Chief, and to the right, there's a ship. I can see its navigation lights. Quick, switch out our lights. All right, they're out. You stupid fool. Why did you not keep your eyes open? Hey, what are you going to do now, Chief? I've opened the throttle wide. We're diving from that plane. Strange ships are things we've got to keep away from. Where's it now? I, I can't see it no more, Chief. Uh, I guess he must have been going the other way. You're sure he didn't turn out his light? No, no. We just left him behind, Chief, that's all. I don't like this idea of meeting other planes in the air. Someone might get curious about us. Oh, now there ain't nothing to worry about, Chief. This uh, Arctic Airways crowd are flying in and out of Reddington all the time. Well, I'll continue diving until there's no chance that ship followed us. You better go back and see that Chuck Ramsey is safe in the baggage compartment. Then in about three minutes, you bring him forward to the cockpit. I'll be ready to talk to Captain Midnight by then. And now back to Captain Midnight. It is two minutes before 12 o'clock. The engine is laboring as the plane climbs at a steep angle. Listen as Captain Midnight says. All right, keep her climbing, Steve. I'd like to get a couple of thousand feet more. Okay, Captain. How high are you going to go? To about 12,000 feet, Bessie. We've only got about 1,500 to go. Boy, are we climbing. Just take a look at that altimeter. Yeah. I'm all set, Captain Midnight. My pencil's ready to take down every word. Well, now listen, the voice from Ridgeville may not be very clear. But that won't make any difference. The most important thing is to get Chuck's speech. All right, Steve. Level off now. Throttle that engine. Right you are, Captain. How much time left, Patsy? Only a few seconds, Piggy. Gosh, won't it be funny hearing a voice just like Captain Midnight? Quiet now, everybody. Quiet. It's almost 12. Ivan Shark calling Captain Midnight. Ivan Shark calling Captain Midnight. Go ahead. Captain Midnight. Answering, Ivan Shark. Captain Midnight, answering, Ivan Shark. Go ahead. Are you ready to give me your answer, Captain Midnight? Go ahead. I will give you my answer at the end of 24 hours. And now I demand to hear from Chuck Ramsey. Go ahead. Very good, Captain Midnight. Take the microphone, Ramsey. Hello, Captain Midnight. This is your last chance to come to an agreement with Ivan Shark. Please think it over. If you do not agree, this will be the bridge that will separate us forever. You should do the right thing. The thing that will surely bring us together at last. If I do not see you... will be enough, Ramsey. If you do not see Captain Midnight again, it will be his fault. I trust you heard that, Captain Midnight. Go ahead. I have heard every word you have said, Ivan Shark. Tomorrow night, at 12 o'clock, I will give you my final answer. Captain Midnight, signing off. Great guns. That voice sounded exactly like Captain Midnight. And a sore fool Ivan Shark, all right. All right, Patsy. Did you get every word Chuck said? Yes, Captain Midnight, I did. And I got every word of Chuck's secret message, too. Well... Chuck has succeeded in getting through a secret message to Captain Midnight right under Ivan Shark's nose. But 
What does this secret message say? Don't miss the finish of this exciting adventure. Tune in to Captain Midnight. Now, just one more word to you, Dad. When you bring the family car into your Skelly service station to have it made summer ready, here's something else to remember. Maybe for some reason or other, that wide-awake boy or girl of yours hasn't yet had a chance to join Captain Midnight's famous 1940 flight patrol. Now, there's an organization every youngster will get a great deal of pleasure in belonging to. And it doesn't cost a single penny to join. You simply bring your boy or girl into your Skelly service station the next time you stop in. Tell your Skelly man you'd like to have him sign up a new member in Captain Midnight's 1940 flight patrol. Now, you don't need any seals or labels or box tops or anything like that. Why, you don't even need a penny for a stamp. Your Skelly man will enroll your boy or girl right then and there. He'll give them a flight patrol membership card and send right in for a free spinning medal and pocket piece bearing the secret password, Cobral Hofa. And here's something else. It's just about the last chance to join up. Soon the membership rolls will be closed. So act now. Have your boy or girl join Captain Midnight's 1940 Flight Patrol at your Skelly service station the very next time you're off in the family car. And don't forget to tune in again Monday, same time, same station, for further transcribed adventures of Captain Midnight. Brought to you by the Skelly Oil Company, Skelly Jobbers and Dealers. What does Chuck's secret message mean? Will Captain Midnight be able to decipher it in time to save Chuck and Frank Crane? And what will Ivan Shark do? Be sure to listen Monday. Until then, this is Don Gordon, your Skelly Man, saying goodbye and happy landing! <laughs>